Good morning. This is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Today is Sunday, February the 6th, 2022. Amen. Do you remember the times when our parents had to strip us down in order to give us a whipping? In those days, they would grab what they could, a belt, hot wheel tracks, twigs that were braided, sometimes their hands. Oh my God. <laughs> I can only imagine the pain that we felt uh, back then when our parents just did what they had to do, amen, in order to give us the discipline that they knew that we needed to have, amen. So let's go back a little bit further, <clears throat> pardon me, to our neighborhood so-called friends who would make fun of us in front of others to shame us. I don't want to go and start calling out the things that uh, they utilize to make fun of. Uh, I can do mine. I can do a female, but <clears throat> I won't go there. You know what those things are. And I just want us to understand something about that. It did not make us feel good to hear the things that they were saying. And even if they were true, but to make fun of them was no fun matter at the time that we had heard it. Amen. Amen. Now, take that shame. Take that whipping, and I want you to magnify that 20 times greater on someone else other than yourself, then it should land on Jesus Christ. He took a beating <clears throat> and was mocked for who he was, and yet he was innocent of all charges. Amen. Our foundational scripture that we're going to be speaking from this moment comes from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 27, we will be reading verses 26 through the 31st verse. Amen. Matthew chapter 27, verse 26 to 31. And the scripture read, then release he Barnabas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus and he <clears throat> delivered him to be crucified, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And when they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe, and when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and they read in his right hand and they bowed the knees before him and mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put him on his own raiment and led him away to be crucified. Amen. Let us pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus. We come before you, Lord God, this morning. We do thank you, dear God, Father, for this another day and another opportunity to share your word with this audience. And although these are the same words that we usually just start off with, but nevertheless, because this day is a new day, a fresh day. And so we say thank you for the opportunity of this day to share, dear Lord God, the word of God with this audience. We realize and recognize, dear Lord, down this, this pathway of scripture that we're going we're going to be learning something about the suffering of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus suffered a whole lot, dear God, Father, so that you, so that we, um, humanity, Lord God, can receive a benefit uh, by means of his suffering, Lord. 
So give us understanding, dear Lord God, in your eternal bound word on what things are saying and how things should be viewed. And Lord God, once we get the understanding, we can probably feel the effect, amen, of what Jesus had to go through, dear Lord God. And when we console ourselves, we just want to come back and say, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. For, Lord Father, we knew that we couldn't go through such as Jesus did. But nevertheless, it was your plan for him to do so that we may receive the blessing of the aftermath, the Lord of his suffering. So we say thank you, Lord. In Jesus name, we pray and say amen. Amen. As it is already stated in the prayer, today's lesson will be on the suffering of Jesus Christ, the suffering of Jesus Christ. There will be one, two, three, about four points where we will be trying to make here this morning as it relates to the sufferings of Jesus Christ. The Bible says here in verse 26, then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. The event picks up at the point of Barabbas being released unto the people, and Jesus, as we stated last week, being his substitute. He not only was the substitute for Barabbas, but he was substitute for you and I. He was substitute for humanity. He was the substitute ordained of God to be able to go through what he's getting ready to go through. And now that he is now being chosen to be the one to be crucified, amen, the Bible said he was sent forth to die in our place. He was sent forth to die in the place of Barabbas. He was sent forth to die in our place. Glory be to God. Amen. Jesus' suffering is about to begin in such a way that he's never, ever had done to him since he's been on earth. He's getting ready to suffer in such a way that it will probably make you and I cringe just to read the scripture, let alone to get the understanding behind what the scripture is trying to tell us. Amen. What the Bible says here, amen, and when he scolds Jesus, now we probably will read that and just keep on reading, but let's park right here for a moment and begin to see what this word means. S-C-O-U-R-G-E-D is just the word scourge or scourging, which means that they whip Jesus. That's why we started out with us getting whipping when we were young. When we got whipped, Jesus got whipped, but yet in such a horrific manner, amen, that they he, he was whipped at the hands of the Roman soldiers. He was whipped at the hands of the Roman soldiers. Since they were in the palace, it is believed that they tied Jesus to a column and whipped his back. Amen. And I know this is Black History Month, and I know we as American um, ancestors are those who had to go through the time of being whipped by another human being that was not like us, and yet we had to endure, we had to suffer. It was our forefathers that had to go through it, but I'm not saying anything negative here about that because it's a reality for our, our, our line of our history. But Jesus took it even far more than what they had went through, amen. It was, it was humanity, a cruelest way of attacking another human being. Amen. Since they had tied him uh, to this column, uh, it was the act given as the beating the human body and the Roman 
has several choices of instruments to use to accomplish the suffering. There were five choices, the rod, the switches, the cat of nine tails, the jambok, and the knock. Amen. It is believed that the instrument that was used on Jesus was the cat of nine tails. This instrument had spikes at the end of the whip. When used, it would not only leave scars, but would dig deep into the skin and pull off the flesh, whereby the suffering would be magnified. The Romans were so calculating that they knew how many licks that one can receive without dying. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Let me stop right here and think here. Amen. They were so calculating that they knew how many times they could whip an individual uh, without that person dying. Amen. Although the scriptures are silent on which instrument was used and on the fact that his skin, speaking of Jesus, was poured off his back. Yet history reveals the Roman method for scourging and how it affected the human body. So we're not saying because it wasn't written that it's not true that what we've been told, it's been told by way of the Roman history on how they will do those that they were enslaved to bring them under the control of the Roman government. Amen. Amen. This bodily punishment prelude the crucifixion under Roman law. It prelude the crucifixion under Roman law. The next thing we want to talk about that the scripture revealed was the mocking of his kingship. The mocking of his kingship. Let me read these verses here real quickly here. Matthew 27, 27. Through 29, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when he had plaited, <clears throat> and when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knees before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Verse 27 and through 29, as we already state, deals with the mocking of Jesus' kingship. They deal with the mocking of his kingship. The scripture says that the soldiers took Jesus into a common hall. And according to Mark chapter 15, verse 16, it was referred to as the praetorium. It was a room, I want you to think in a courtroom setting, that when the um, judge comes out of one door, then you had the bailiff would come out of a different door. Where in that time, where the bailiff was would come out, that's where the soldiers were. They were in such a room or a hall, if I can call it that, as the scripture referred to it, uh, much like a dressing room, but big enough for to get a lot of soldiers in there. The Bible said that then they called the whole band of soldiers. What do you mean a whole band of soldiers? Well, it, it was referring to this. It consisted of a minimum of 500 soldiers. 
500 soldiers against one man? Oh my God, 500 soldiers. They stripped him of his clothing and put on him a scarlet robe, the Bible said. The Bible says in another place that they clothed him in a purple robe with no hymns. And you know how it is with us. When we want to put on something, it's got to have hymns. It's got to have of all the right places and fit. But in Jesus' days, it didn't have that. No hymn. No stitches. Just a purple robe thrown over him. Purple represents royalty and majestic in biblical days. They plaited a crown of thorns, which means they braided with twigs of a thorny plant. They crowned him with these thorns and they put it on his head. Now, when I think of putting it on the head, they didn't place it as to give him respect. They put it as to pressure it to go into his temple. To go into round his head and into his temple. They placed it. They put it there with force. They put it on his head with force. Then they bowed their knees to worship him. They didn't worship him as to who he was. They worshiped him in mocking because of who he said he was. He was born a king, but they couldn't believe that. God sent him as, into the world as king, but they wouldn't receive him as that. He told them that he was a king, but they wouldn't receive him that. It's because of these true statements that he made of himself that he's now being crucified because of those words. Let me say this. To all those who want to claim to be a Christian and really are hypocrites, you need to beware. Because you will be called out on the fact that you say you believe just to test to see if you really do. See, someone once told me, hey, man, you put tea comes out in hot water. What do you mean? Whatever's contained in that bag of tea will come out in the hot water. Your character will show forth itself when you're in the heat of the battle. When things are really uh, seem like at point in and you, you, you feel like, oh, no, it's, I don't want to hold on to this title no more. I, I'm just going to put my religion aside and just show them who I'm all about. Well, Jesus didn't do that. To those of us that are Christians, I say hallelujah. To the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and God the Father, simply because if you stand and stay true to God's word, God will honor you as you go through the suffering process. But he will honor you and bring forth his glory to you, amen, to show the world that you are truly genuine. Amen. Amen. They spit on my Lord. Oh, my God. They spit on him. Verse 19 says, and they spit on him. And they spit on him on verse 30 and took the reed and smote him on the head. Spitting on someone is a detestable thing. No one likes to be spit on, even in an accidental way. 
For the soldiers to spit on Jesus is to express hatred, contempt, and they despise him as being a man. You say, well, he was God in the flesh. He didn't feel that. He felt every bit of that. He didn't approach this event as the son of God. He approached it as the son of man. It is his humanity that's on display. Even though he was full of God, it was his, his, his humanity that's on display here. Amen. Amen. No one likes to be spit on. Nobody. Nobody likes to be spit on. And as we said, the fact that they spit on Jesus is to say that they despise him as being a man. He is king of kings. He is not a king, but the king of kings. To be king above all kings, he was king over David. He was king over King Solomon. He was king over President Washington. He was king over President Lincoln. He was king over President Bush. He was king over President Clinton. He was king over President Obama. He was king over President Trump. He was king over President Biden. He is the real commander in chief. The Bible says that when the sheep hears his voice, they will follow. It is also said in Revelation chapter 19 and 4 that these are the redeemed who follow the lamb wheresoever he go. They follow their lamb. They follow the king wherever he goes, wherever he takes them, wherever he leads them, they follow him. That is really what a commander is about, that he can lead the troops and not just drive the troops. He leads the troops. Amen. That's what I love about my Lord. He's a real leader. He leads the troops. Amen. Into battle. He leads them. And it's not a battle of, of bloodshed. It was a battle of what's right and what's wrong. He'll lead them into truth to stand on the principles of the word of God, which is revealed to be the truth of God's word. He'll lead them into battle to stand upon God's eternal bound work. Folks can despise Jesus all they want to, but at the end of the day, as we say in this modern day terminology, he is king of kings. Amen? Amen. The beating of Jesus. They beat him on the head. Verse 30 says, and they, and I'm going to skip all the other, took the reed and smote him on the head. They smote him on the head. Can you imagine being in a room with 500 soldiers? And these guys probably are very strong. And they took the reed and smote him in his head. In his uh, with the palm of their hand, not one, not two. Let's just assume all 500 of them did. Now, we realize, you know, <laughs> I, I put it this way. I've never been in a boxing ring. I've been in fights before, but I've never been in a boxing ring. So I know what it is to receive a licking, even if to get punched in the face. I know how all that's about. But to have 500 people doing that to you, oh, my God. That's horrible. That's horrible. 500 against one. Can you imagine being beat in your head? 
The scripture also revealed that they blinded him and prophesied to him, tell us who's hitting you. Tell us which one of us is hitting you. If you be a priest, a prophet, a king, tell us who's hitting you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Bible says, if I remember correctly, I think it's in the book of Mark, that after they did all that, beating, mocked him, they took him to Pilate. And Pilate showed him to all the people, here is the king of the Jews. He was still dressed the way they had him. And there was more mocking now, even from the people. All they said with anger in their heart, crucifying, crucifying. The Bible says he was taken away. They took off those clothing and put back on his clothing. And they led him away to be crucified. Now, let me share this as we begin to close. No human being other than Jesus Christ could have endured such a torturous manner put upon them. No one. And so even though I feel for my Lord and Savior in one hand, but on the other hand, I'm very thankful that it was him and not me because it was him as we said in the prayer earlier we were able to receive the blessing because of the things he had gone through there and we didn't get it at this point we got the blessing after the crucifixion which now we will close and next week we will be led to walk the pathway with jesus up to where he had to be crucified Fathers, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, dear Lord God, even for this short uh, description, dear Lord God, Father, on the sufferings of Jesus Christ at the hands of the Roman soldiers, Lord. Oh, my God, Lord, Father, when I think about these things, Lord, and I try to paint this picture in my mind, it is so horrific, dear Lord, Father, that I don't even think Mel Gibson really even captured it. He gave us a picture of what it looked like, but Lord, Father... Even in that manner, dear Lord God, for a human being to do that to another human being. Oh, my God, it's so horrific. That is so much anger. That is so much, dear Lord Father. And so, God, Lord, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that Jesus was willing to leave glory and come to be born of, of a manger, in a manger, Lord God. And, Father, to be able to grow into the man that he was. And being a man, dear Lord God. He suffered those things, being obedient to the cross. He never deferred away from his purpose of coming to earth, Lord. Help us, Lord God, that we, Father, as we understand the things, even about suffering, it doesn't give us the right to give in. And even if we do give in, Lord, help us, dear Lord Father, to find mercy, dear Lord God, before you, that we may be able to learn from those weak moments, dear Lord God, and be restored back to the person that we need to be, dear Lord, as we walk 
this walk with Jesus to see all that he had to go through. So, Lord, we ask your blessing to be upon the podcast and those that hear. It's in Jesus' name we pray and we say thank you and amen.